Hey man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah man, well turn it up man! This is Rock News Weekly. Every week we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Week of May 15th, 2023, Season 5, Episode number 19. This week, we talk about Billy Corgan revealing that the new Smashing Pumpkins album was held for ransom and the FBI had to intervene so it wouldn't be leaked. Motley Crue's Vince Neil will be a guest judge on a new music competition reality show. Some 41 announced that they are breaking up and calling it quits as a band. Plus, this week in rock and roll history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up right now at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly, and on demand, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. What's up, everybody? It's time for the Rock News Weekly podcast. Chris here flying solo this week. Uh, We are going to be coming back, actually, by the time you guys are hearing this from our trip from Las Vegas. So we did this uh, episode a little bit in advance. So if you're watching us on our Twitch channel, you guys are getting a uh, live feed here of an advanced episode. So follow us, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. We're always online, rocknewsweekly.com. Every week, all socials at rocknewsweekly. We got lots to talk about this week. Surprisingly, there's uh, some pretty good stories to talk about this week of May 15th, 2023. Season 5, episode number 19. Billy Corgan revealing that the new Smashing Pumpkins album was held for ransom and the FBI had to intervene so it wouldn't be leaked. Motley Crue's Vince Neil is going to be a guest judge on a new music competition reality show. Sum 41 announcing they're breaking it up, calling it quits as a band. And this week in rock and roll history trivia, Weekly WTF will have all that for you as well. Rocknewsweekly.com. Check it all out. All socials at Rocknewsweekly. Uh, so, yes, check this out. Big news from Sum 41 on Derek Wibley's official Instagram account. Um, also on Sum 41 socials. Uh, 27 years as a band. They are done. The band plans to complete a farewell tour and one final album before splitting. You guys can check it out here uh, on our Twitch channel or YouTube channel. I got this screenshot of Derek Wibley's uh, Instagram there. It says, quote, For now, we look forward to seeing all of you on the road and excited for what the future will bring for each of us. So to me, that definitely says maybe there's some solo stuff going on or other bands that uh, maybe these guys want to uh, kind of explore other musical directions or who knows, man. Some 41 since 1996. Hard to believe they've been around that long. But they have their new album, Heaven and Hell. That's going to be coming out. Final worldwide headlining tour to celebrate. I know they're on tour with Offspring and Simple Plan already, uh, and it looks like we're going to get that date, August 5th, Mountain View at the Shoreline. That's going to be a good show. That's a pretty solid lineup. Simple Plan, Offspring, Sum 41, and apparently they're going to do a final tour after that as well. So, Kind of a weird uh, thing, though, you know? Just kind of came out of nowhere uh, this week. All right, anyway. This was also a strange revelation that I thought was the coolest story of the week, is that the FBI kept a new Smashing Pumpkins album from being leaked. And apparently the money uh, to get this accomplished came right from Billy Corgan's pocket. So here's the story on this. He revealed he uh, enlisted the help of the FBI to keep their latest album from being leaked online. Released last week, it was the final release of the conceptual trilogy Autumn Act 3. 
The new works are directly linked thematically to the Smashing Pumpkins 1995 double LP, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Uh, of course, major album. Everybody loves that album, right? Uh, well, I guess these past couple double albums from Smashing Pumpkins have all been linked in that, and this is the final one. So he explained the story. He says, quote, They were all probably the most catchy, singly type songs. So it's, it's like not only is it six months too early, you're pretty much giving away the album before you even have a chance to set your feet into the ground. Somehow, some hacker was offering the files for money, and we were able to trace it and pay it off and keep it from leaking. The FBI got involved. I don't know how they got what they got. End quote. That's Billy Corgan talking about uh, apparently this hacker that hacked their files. He said that he paid the ransom for the tracks out of his own pocket, saying, quote, It was a mercenary person who had hacked somebody, I don't want to say who, and they had other stuff from other artists. It wasn't like some Pumpkins fan who was hell-bent on breaking it on Reddit. Somehow they gave some information that allowed the FBI to track them. So it sounds like that it was um, either their recording engineer or management uh, or PR person that got hacked, somebody who had uh, those advanced copies of the album in their inner circle. And uh, it says other artists were involved, so not only Smashing Pumpkins but other bands as well, uh, that they apparently had some kind of a ransom that they were... uh, It's undisclosed the amount of money that he paid, but I imagine it's pretty significant. But he paid the ransom, and then the FBI uh, was able to get involved, so... Kind of crazy, um, and just shows these days that uh, that stuff is still very uh, in our culture and prevalent. And these artists, you know, how would it feel to have something that is very creative and near dear to your heart? You've worked on years for. You want to release it how you want to release it. It's yours, and then some hacker kind of ruins everything and makes you pay to release the album you wanted to do in the first place. It's pretty uh, pretty screwed up. So anyway. Uh, just uh, kind of wild. So hopefully uh, that's all you know put to rest and we can move on from that. But still interesting story behind that new Smashing Pumpkins album for sure. All right, uh, Vince Neil. Here's a picture of him that they released. Check this out, guys. This is the picture of Vince Neil uh, signing on for the new show. It's called Banded, the Musician Competition. It's going to be on AXS TV. And uh, it just aired on Friday, May 12th. By the time you guys are hearing this on the podcast, it just aired. Uh, it's going to be a weekly thing on AXS TV. And uh, Vince Neal is going to be the guest judge for one of the episodes. Apparently, you're going to have different types of guest judges. Um, uh, describing the show, it says, Branded is an innovative series that redefines the traditional build-a-band concept and showcases exceptional up-and-coming artists who can play, write, and sing. So the show will see 25 contenders placed in bands with songwriters and producers coaching them. So that's interesting. I wonder what Vince Neil's going to bring to the table there. Um, we'll see. He's going to be on that show. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be that episode uh, th- this past Friday or uh, if it's a future episode. But you guys can check it out yourselves. It's called Branded the Music Competition. All right. Um, new album from Def Leppard is out. And they have their orchestral versions of their songs that they're releasing. They just released the new single for Hysteria with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra as a teaser for the upcoming Drastic Symphonies set, which is coming out May 19th. The new track features the new elements added to the 1987 classic track, including frontman Joe Elliott duetting at points with his younger self 
which is kind of interesting. So they use the original recordings and vocals, and then they record some new stuff on top of it. It does sound pretty neat, uh, the whole album, the whole uh, concept of it. You can see a little photo there of uh, the orchestral type of uh, stuff that's going on. Sounds very cool, this new Def Leppard album. I definitely would like to hear some of it. Coming out May 19th. Uh, Disturbed David Draymond uh, is using Tinder to find the right woman, and a fan actually found this out. Disturbed uh, David Draymond has revealed that he's using Tinder uh, to currently hit the dating scene, I guess. Uh, he, he recently is divorced from his wife, Lena Draymond, and a fan discovered his dating profile with his name and likeness, posted it on Twitter, actually tagged him in it, and said, hey, I thought this was a fake profile. You might want to check this out. And David Draymond says, quote, a quote, no, not a fake. It's me. You'd be surprised. It's hard for a guy like me to write, uh, meet the right woman. I'll tell you, it's been so weird so far. Lots of scammers trying to figure out how to navigate this new terrain. So uh, that is interesting. I mean, uh, being a famous person from a famous band, you probably have a lot of people that are trying to get with you for all the wrong reasons, money-wise, take advantage of you, whatever the case may be. So I definitely sympathize with that. I mean, I... I, I have no idea what that's like, but I could see how that would be really, you know, it would kind of make you jaded and it would kind of make you like, oh, everybody's out to get me. So hopefully he's able to find somebody that likes him for who he is, not just his money, right? And now a message from one of our sponsors. And now, playing at the Cannes Film Festival, a story about love, triumph, and overcoming. It's funny, you know? You know that, Joyce? funny well now you got me curious what's funny he makes me jam from scratch he's so gifted oh it must be a legal jam then good for you yeah he's gifted a story of downright hobo debauchery starring five-time academy award nominee matthew mcconaughey you're such a card my love you're so different billy goes scratch my back flim flam flag of the flam peaches in my rock Seedless. Oh, God, it's like poetry. Daddy says we can't be together. Teddy bear. For goodness. Riches and gold. God fears the fickle tickles. Betty was just a young girl growing up the daughter of a famous rock star with a secret. Wow, you were sitting home alone at age 13. Your real daddy was dying. Sorry you didn't see him, but I'm glad we talked. I don't understand, Daddy. I look exactly like you. You showed up on my ancestry as my father. Clearly, I remember picking on the boy. Seemed a harmless little fuck. But we unleashed a lion. Nasty teeth and Britta Reese's latest breast. What? This really happened? Betty had a secret, and her life changed forever when she met the Flim Flam Man. Oh, Joyce, Daddy doesn't know, but the Flim Flam Man and I are getting married. Do you need a lawyer? Does your father need to have a little accident? Does he know your secret? Oh, Joyce, here he comes, my love. He, he looks like he needs a trim and clothes. He smells really bad. Trickery. Snatch. Cripple crab a crutch. Did he just shit his pants? Yeah. Oh yeah, you bet. Starring Tedley Sweenadoo as grunge rocker Eddie Vedder's daughter, Betty Getty Betty Getty Vedder. 
with a secret. A touching romance between the Flim Flam Man, a lost hobo soul with nothing left to live for, until he meets the love of his life. He's unique, a lost soul, a flower in the rain. Together, they craft their own alcoholic beverage made out of krill and form an empire that captivates a nation. Krilly juice, krilly krilly feats of smilly, pickled my teeth in jelly. Oh, flim flam man. Also, directed by Oscar-winning actor Matthew McConaughey as the flim flam man. We made a brew from my shoe. And in her acting debut, local litigation expert, Joyce Joyceless. Jesus Christ, honey. Your dad's gonna have an accident when he sees this hot mess. I'll plead the fifth. The defense rests, Betty. Brought to you by Krill Lager and Orion Studios. Betty. Getty. Betty. 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 Getty. Betty. Getty Vetter. And the Flim Flam Man. In theaters everywhere. October 2021. Also, Betty's a cyborg. That's a secret. All right, time for some birthdays. Let's get to it. All right, time for some rock birthdays this week. Not too many. Uh, Alex Van Halen, though, drummer from Van Halen, he's 70 this week, and he's looking good. I wonder when they're going to hit the road and do uh, some Van Halen tribute stuff. When the time is right, I guess. I know Wolfgang wants to do it. I know Alex wants to do it, and Sammy, Michael Anthony, all those guys, they want to do it. I know David Lee Roth's being kind of weird about it, but... We should see some kind of a proper tribute to him because uh, it's a shame that they can't all kind of get on the same page. So hopefully they do. Happy birthday to Alex Van Halen, 70 years old. Also another drummer, Chris France, the drummer from the Talking Heads, Tom Tom Club, uh, the Heads as well, which is kind of an offshoot of the Talking Heads. Hopefully he's going to be, I believe he is going to be involved in this um, 30th anniversary that's going on right now of Stop Making Sense, which came out, or excuse me, the 40th anniversary. It came out in 1983, Stop Making Sense, filmed by Jonathan Demme. Uh, it was a concert film of the Talking Heads, and they're doing a special 40th anniversary release of it. And I know that they may do some kind of live performance of some sort. It hasn't been announced yet, but I have a feeling that maybe something might happen. We'll see. Fingers crossed. I would like to see it. I know they are kind of um, doing some press together, a lot of these members of the band. So it does seem like they're on somewhat good terms. So that could lead to some cool stuff. We'll see. Happy birthday to Paul Samuel Smith, the original basis of the Yardbirds. 80 years old, standing in some desolate field here. Maybe this is what he does now. It looks like a, Actually, it looks like um, wine. Looks like grapes. Maybe he's uh, into uh, vineyards and stuff like that. Uh, looks like he, maybe he's got his own vineyard out there. 80 years old. Billy Burnett, the former guitarist of Fleetwood Mac, is 70 years old. What the heck is he wearing there? Uh, some flashy purple outfit there. Interesting. Happy birthday, Billy. And also Chris Novoselic of Nirvana, uh, May 16th. He is 57 years old. And Trent Reznor as well. Uh, Trent Reznor, born in 65, the same uh, same year as uh, Chris Novoselic. He's also 57 years old. Trent Reznor doing a lot of soundtracks lately. Uh, that one we just saw the movie Bones and All, and uh, Trent Reznor did the soundtrack for that one. It was pretty good um, with Atticus Ross. They're doing a lot of that stuff, so he's definitely staying busy and getting well paid. 
And now a message from one of our sponsors. Hey, Lalo. What's up, fool? What? What's that you claim, homeboy? Huh? Forget it, Dad. You're just not cut up on the 2020s lingo. No, no, no. I'm hip. Like, uh, island boys. Uh. No, no, like, uh, like Katie Eilish, uh, Limp Biscuit. Uh, forget it, Square. What's the problem here, children? It's, it's Chicken Marrow Nubbins! Well, I'm hip. Hip skippity doo! Did you just break through a load bearing wall? Now gather round, children. Uh, I'm 43. Children, I want to know how cool you want to be. Cool as ice. Cool as chicken grease. As chicken marrow nubbins. So cool, that nubbins. So hot right now. And when you snack on my sweet, sweet chicken marrow, full of greasy spice and everything nice, you will be cool. So cool, like me, like the deity who met me at the crossroads so long ago. What? Oh, nothing. Listen up, children. I'm cool, because I play this here harmonica. Fueled by the slick chicken greasy vitamin A to Z in my bag of chicken marrow nubbins. A healthy snack packed with protein once you get past the bone. Hey, will eating those greasy broken sticks of nubbin make me look like a cool dad in front of Lalo? Oh, sure, you bet. Well, I don't know. Shut up, get in the box. (laughs) Wait, are those sirens? Chicken marrow nubbins is so cool. Damn Skippy, now get yourselves a bag of my nubbins today. Those are sirens. They're getting closer. You know, how do you bust through walls anyway? I mean, looks like PCP strength. Gotta go. He put another hole in the wall. But he filled the hole in our hearts. All right, we got some trivia to get to. Let's get to the trivia this week. Trivia time. It is time for some trivia. Let's do it. Uh, This week in rock and roll history trivia, March 15th in 2022. So this band returned to Cincinnati, Ohio for the first time since a tragic December 1979 stampede that killed 11 concert goers. So this week, March 15th, 2022, was the first time back. Can you believe that? Since 1979, so it was a long time for this band. Uh, it was a pretty, it was a pretty big deal when this happened. Um, I remember hearing about it. My parents talked about it. Uh, kind of crazy. So, okay. So, who do you think it was? Was it A. Judas Priest, B. The Rolling Stones, C. The Who, or was it D. Cocaine Crosby and Rage Against the Unforeseen, a political rock group fronted by David Crosby? where he blindfolds himself, freebases a co- uh, cocaine in a f- cage full of ferrets, covers himself in molasses and birdseed, and basically screams into a megaphone for an hour while the birds pick away at his naked body. Kind of an avant-garde uh, group. Um, <laughs> I could definitely see maybe a stampede that would happen, happen after that. No, but seriously, what do you guys think? Judas Priest, Rolling Stones, or The Who? Who was it? Eleven people were killed there in that stampede for that show, December of 1979. And this week, March 15th, 2022, last year, was the first time they returned to Cincinnati, Ohio. It was The Who. People, okay, so here's the summary of events. I grabbed this from the Wikipedia page. It's actually a pretty crazy story. 
So this happened December of 1979. So this is what caused kind of the riot. Not really a riot, but a stampede. People were originally told through a radio station that general admission ticket holders would be admitted at 3 p.m., so therefore a sizable crowd formed by five. Although the doors were expected to be opened simultaneously, only a pair of doors at the far right of the main entrance were finally opened. The concertgoers entered the stadium through these two open doors, waiting in front of all the other doors, and they began pushing forward again, right? After a short period of waiting and then knocking on the doors and the glass next to the doors, the crowd assumed that none of the remaining doors would be opened. At about 7.15, the situation began to escalate. Conflicting reports suggested that concertgoers could hear either a very late sound check or the Who's Quadrophenia movie in lieu of an opening act. Either way, the crowd assumed that the Who were on earlier than scheduled, so everybody started kind of freaking out. At that point, the entire crowd surged and pushed towards the two doors which had been opened. This caused many people to get trampled while some suffered more serious injuries. Eleven people were unable to escape the dense crowd pushing toward them and died by asphyxiation. Twenty-six other people reported injuries. Fire officials advised WHO manager Bill Kerbishley to cancel the concert, but he convinced them to allow the show to continue to avoid further panic. The The concert went on as planned, with the band members not told of the tragedy until after their performance. Years later, Who guitarist Pete Townsend uh, recalled his feelings. He said, I went through two phases. One was, of course, tremendous upset and concern, but the other was incredible anger that we had been performing while this was going on. The following night, a lengthy segment on the tragedy aired on CBS News with Walter Cronkite examining violence at rock concerts. The Who's next concert in Buffalo, December 4th, lead singer Roger Daltrey told the crowd, we lost a lot of family last night. This show's for them. Pretty crazy, though, huh? Uh, the, I can't believe that the venue didn't even tell the band, and they're up there performing and rocking out and having a good time, not knowing that 11 of their fans had just died hours earlier outside of the uh, arena. Pretty crazy, right? Um, just nuts. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Kids, 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 kids. Do you like corn? Do you like camp? Are you tired of the same boring routine in that dull Midwestern opiate-infested farm town? Punching walls in the arms of your friends and moshing in your stepdad's basement like a freak? Are you a freak? You're a freak! Then head down to our kids' camp in sunny Bakersfield, California, where we've remodeled 40 acres of shitty asphalt, old dollar stores, and tire shops into an Iowan-style corn maze and campground just for you, freak! Two weeks of 10-hour-a-day camp courses brought to you by our favorite new metal group, Corn! 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 Each day is jam-packed with individual lessons from these grindy, whiny, screaming giants of rock. Including Wednesday to Sunday, four-hour nightly sessions on head bandana folding straight from bassist Reginald Fieldy Arvizu. A daily two-hour nature walk. Spotting both alive and dead ground squirrels with James Monkey Schaefer on the side of California's infamous Interstate 5. Yeah! An incredible three-hour-long daily lesson with frontman Jonathan Spunky Davis on how to effectively ruin a hard-ass song with the 30-second interlude of whiny voice and out-of-sync instruments. What? 
Special treat. Former band member Brian Head Welch personally crawls under the blankets by your feet to wake you at 4 a.m. with fervent prayer whispers, then leads you to a wet spot in a lawn where he anoints you with the soot in the name of evangelical Jesus Christ. Brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. That's pretty disturbing. Bless, 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 bless. Hour of Power by 10-time Academy Award nominee and Moon Children of Bulganathon cult veteran, Tildy Sweeney-Doo. My God! Bedtime loudspeaker reading of Maze for the Gods, unearthing the 9,000-year-old history of corn, and much, much, much more! So tell your parents to get online now, you freak! Wow, corn camp sounds so cool! They better fucking bust out that almost maxed out credit card and visit www.corncampwithallks.com and bust a load of 2K on the best damn three weeks of your life at Corn Camp. Corn Camp. Corn Camp. Not an officially licensed product. Corn Camp not legally tied to ban corn. Special taxes and rates may apply. Not available to residents in the state of Wisconsin or to Fred Durst or any Limp Biscuit affiliates. All rights reserved. Rocknewsweekly.com. All right, we got to do some new rock and metal album releases that are out, came out May 12th. So let's do that. You guys ready? I'm going to try and do this in 30 seconds, all right? So here we go. The Acacia Strain, Failure Will Follow, The Acacia Strain, Step Into the Light, The Amnity Affliction, Not Without My Ghost, Battleborn, Blood, Fire, Magic, and Steel, Black Spiders, Can't Die, Won't Die, Cattle Decapitation, Terracite, Circus of Rock, Lost Behind, Dark Side of the Moon, Metamorphosis, Devil Driver, Dealing with Demons, Volume 2, Dropkick Murphys, Okamaw Rising, God Snake, Eye for an Eye, Heaven's Edge, Get It Right, Michael Thompson Band, The Love Goes On, My Life with the Thrill Kill, Cult, Oriida, The Eternal, Scream Machine, Church of the Scream, Veil of Maya, Mother. <laughs> and you got the wrong camera. <laughs> you got David's. Normally David's here, uh, and David isn't here today uh, because, well, we're doing it early, and uh, it's going to be an early um, early week for us as we are going to be on vacation in Las Vegas. So David couldn't be here with us, but he will be here next week, hopefully. All right, let's move on to more uh, more news for you guys. What do we got? What do we got? Movie, TV, entertainment news. The Last of Us winning big at the 2023 uh, MTV Movie Awards, but it was really weird because Drew Drew Barrymore dropped out of hosting the event in solidarity with the WGA strike. The executive producer announced they were going to do a pre-tape show instead. So they had no live show, two two hours of airtime to fill. The award show featured a significant amount of flashback footage, including Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim, Pink, and Maya, doing Lady Marmalade from 2001, InSync performing from 2000, and TLC performing from 1995. People online were like, what the heck is going on? Like, this greatest hits of the MTV Video Music Awards. But it just goes to show that they got nothing without these writers. And it's uh, pretty sad. Uh, it was just a weird, a weird MTV award show. Tragic news from around the world today, uh, this week, as the Congo floods, leaving more than 200 dead and many more missing. The death toll is still rising from flash floods and landslides. In eastern Congo, it's risen above 200. Many more people still missing, according to local authorities. Uh, This uh, area, it's called the 
Kalehi. It's the worst hit territory, told reporters on the scene Saturday that 203 bodies have been recovered so far, but that efforts to find others were continuing. Super tragic uh, flooding in the Congo, man. Just hopefully uh, they'll get the the support and the help they need to, to get through that. Some good news, though. This is the first ever life-saving brain procedure on a fetus in the womb. Doctors at two Boston hospitals collaborated on this from Boston's Children's Hospital and Brigham and Williams, or excuse me, Brigham and Women's Hospital performed the cerebrovascular surgery on March 15th this past week. It prevented a daily, a deadly developmental condition by treating an aggressive vascular defect known as Galen malformation before the baby's birth. So very impressive that our, our uh, medicine and technology is, is getting that advanced. Very cool. Uh, weekly WTF customers are being asked to tip even af- at self-checkout. Some say it's emotional blackmail. So this is the last story of the week and something I wanted to talk with you guys about. I feel like I'm I'm feeling this more and more as well. Uh, whenever I go to a pizza place or any kind of thing, I'm, I'm paying like $3, $4 for a slice of pizza and they're asking to put a tip, at, you know, and uh, just kind of uh, this apparently is happening now at the uh, self-checkout. When this is where people are really starting to feel this. The prompt is... Frustrated people who are being asked to tip workers with whom they've had no interaction with at all. According to the report, the majority of consumers found tip cues during self-checkout to be ultimately confusing. Many wondered where the money was going, though some people were willing to tack on the extra fees. Tipping has been an increasingly controversial point of debate in the country, with many Americans experiencing tipping fatigue as they get asked to tip at more places and face the effects of inflation. Are you guys feeling that? I'm definitely feeling that, man, uh, everywhere you go. And it seems like the minimum they offer you now is 17%, 20% for the minimum. And you have to do a custom tip. And you feel kind of, you know, like, I, I do it, though. I don't care anymore. I, I do the custom tip. 15% is pretty fair. Sometimes I'll do 10 If it's like I'm getting a pizza slice and they're just standing there back there putting a pizza slice on a, on a, a plate... I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you a $2 tip for that. You know, I don't I don't think that's, you know, and I don't see how they could ask that of every single customer that comes in the door. That's pretty wild. But, you know, hey, that's inflation. And, uh, you know, food service is hard. Not trying to downplay that. I worked in it myself. Worked at Quiznos. Worked at many restaurants. But uh, this is this is different. All right, guys, that does it for us this week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this week's episode. We're going to have a recap from our time out there at Sick New World Festival in Las Vegas next week, also at the Punk Rock Museum in Las Vegas. We'll talk about all those experiences and the latest topics in rock, of course, every week. Rocknewsweekly.com, all socials at Rock News Weekly. Every every week, Twitch.tv, Rock News Weekly, and YouTube on demand. We're getting a lot of traction there on our reels and our shorts, so check it out. YouTube at, excuse me, YouTube.com at Rock News Weekly. So thank you guys. Also, if you're listening on the podcast, please rate our podcast. However you're listening, Apple, Google stores, it helps our algorithm. Thank you guys. We'll see you guys next week, all right? Have a good rest of your afternoon or morning, however you're listening. We'll see you next time, guys. Peace.